You sounded like such a mom. You're like, this is exactly what I don't want. (laughs) (laughs) Like such a suburban mom thing to say. Seriously. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Isn't that so cool? um, How our podcast already has 537 (laughs) listens from the people in Nepal. Yeah. People in Nepal. Catmandu. I don't know. We have a robot. I don't know. Or I know. Like, I was like, watch it's Evie at home, having it on loop. <laughs> I never. <laughs> because Evie's parents having it's it It's definitely on my mom, but my mom's like not, not, not going to be going to Nepal anytime soon. Welcome to Pitch Please. Um, so if this is your first time tuning in, welcome or welcome back. For those of you guys that have been listening, um, we are Rebellious PR. We are a boutique PR firm kind of breaking down those walls in our uh, relentless pursuit of visibility for all those movers and shakers out there in the in the world and just def- definitely a myriad of industries. Um, and you're seeing this all through the eyes of our team here with, with Rebellious and definitely consists of a lot of rebel rousers, thought leaders, free thinkers. I am here to help take you through this pod. Welcome. Um, I am Megan Jones. And please head on over to our SoundCloud um, at Rebellious PR. Remember to download us wherever you snag your pods. Follow us on our adventures on Instagram and Twitter um, at rebellious.pr. Um, on our show today, um, welcoming back founder and CEO Evie Smith. The crowd goes wild. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Thanks for being on and for your uh, knowledge and guidance in this crazy world that we call public relations. Um, And then, of course, rounding out our crew today, we have Jay, our account associate. Hey, Jay. Um, How are y'all doing? We're good. It's uh, well, it's not currently snowing in Portland. This has kind of like been like a joke this winter where there's been like a lot of like prepping and waiting for snow and then like it snows and it's literally like a quarter inch and melts in a couple hours. So um, most years we'll get like one big snowstorm called snowpocalypse every single year. Um, But this year it's just been like a lot of little snow. So like all things in the Pacific Northwest, weather really dictates (laughs) everything we do. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) I, I mean, I can feel that in, in SoCal, it's been kind of crazy. And uh, with the rain and the cold, people do not know what to do here um, when that happens. So it's almost like it's part of a bigger trend. <laughs> you would think it has something to do with the climate. I don't know. It's yeah, it's weird. It's like the earth is changing. It's trying know, to guys. tell us something. Um, super weird. It, um, and, and, you know, I think in, in that kind of space on a bigger level, it kind of takes us to our overall theme of, um, of this pod, which is, which is disruption. Um, and if you guys recall on our first episode, we announced this theme, um, disruption has become, you know, one of the most overused words in the business world, I think in kind of general is a very, you know, key hot button word for everybody right now, you know, and we wanted to dig in to find out like, what does that really mean? Should you care about disrupting your business or, you know, even your life for that matter? So, 
you know, what does um, success require of, of disruption? So today's episode, um, we're going to chat about, you know, whether or not disruption is good for business. Um, so I think that that's like a really great place to, to start. Um, why is it good for business, you ask? I don't know. Evie, what, what do you think on that? It <laughs> I'm is, like chomping at the bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because like disruption is this like big moving, you know, permanent most likely change, right? And it can be difficult to go through. So so why would a business want to do that to themselves? <laughs> I mean, I think for me, like the question of like why you even want to start your business and um I like to, I like I just think like disrupt or die and it's like kind of just like my my motto in general. Um I I really feel like like your business should should be disruptive out of the gate. Whether or not you're like disrupting your industry even amongst your competitors, there should be something disruptive about your approach and whatever it is that you're doing. And so I think when we think about disruption as a tactic versus marketing lingo, it can really be like a, a strong hand guiding you into the business world and into your business path. Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, and I, I think that that's kind of all what it comes down to, um, is having those those partnerships. Can can you hear that in the background, guys? Yeah, I'm like, just glad it's yours and not mine. Yeah, Last yeah. I was like anxiously walking around our, our office and she's she's snoozing out right now, but it's it's cool. We love pets. We're all we're all pet parents in yeah. this in this office. This <laughs> is true. And I tried to give them a CBD cookie, y'all. Did not help. Uh, <laughs> just an FYI. But that's okay. That's what that's what we live with. It's a uh, part of the ever living. Um, they are disrupting my life right now. Um, so they're they're definitely <laughs> disruptors. They're are. they're definitely keeping on theme with that. Um, but you know, you were kind of talking about having that that hand in hand, right? I, I don't think that um, proper disruption can happen without you know it takes a village, right? So super cliche, um, but having those people um, you know by your side to kind of lead you through it. Um, and, and I think also to, you know, in, inspire and continue to, you know, be a catalyst for that innovation, um, I, I think is, is really important. Um, but, you know, I think maybe the first and foremost thing, you know, kind of when coming to this topic is there really is no guidebook, right? Like, no, <laughs> um, I think the thing is, it's like, <sighs> if there was a guidebook, it wouldn't be disruption. But I mean, I guess that's like kind of why we're here because we're trying to put as many strategies in place to help our clients be disruptors. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's like, if it's not a guidebook, it's like a set of standards or kind of like rules of thumb or questions you need to ask yourself. Like what, you know, what are we trying to do? How is it different than what other people are doing? Or more importantly, how does what we're doing different than how it's ever been done before. Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, in right being in that space of, um, something like an idea I kind of came across is like, if you want to stay in the game, uh, you have to be comfortable with being uncomfortable. I think that that's like kind of one thing that note that I picked up on. Um, I think to take off of your, Last point, you know, we're saying like there's no guidebooks, right? But we are definitely trying to put certain procedures in place that one might be able to say, okay, 
you know, these are some small stepping stones or, or, you know, paths that I need to explore and that I need to, to be on. Um, but I think, um, you know, I was, I was going to point to Jay to ask, you know, like, I guess, you know, since I, you know, I do bring this up, but I, I feel you're, um, you know, being a millennial, um, you know, we, we, we do talk about this an awful lot, but I, I think coming from that mindset and that perspective, um, in this day and age where like, there's a lot of people groundbreaking, doing groundbreaking things. And it seems to like be a day and age of everyone's a disruptor, right? Like how, um, in that space or do you think we're able to like see true innovation? Like what, what is innovation to you in, in that space? Um, I think that's, with, that's what we're trying to do, right? Be, be, be innovative mm -hmm. with the steps that we're giving to our clients. Yeah. I think with, um, disruption and like going off of your, um, comfortable with being uncomfortable, um, doing that with like a client, uh, it requires like an extreme level of trust. Mm -hmm. So, um, kind of it, kind of as an agency client relationship, um, I love the let's hold hands and jump in together because having that trust with each other really can lead to like beautiful brainstorm situations and like really great ideas to continue to disrupt. I feel like if you don't have the level of trust um, to do those things, then um, you're kind of just gonna get into the mundane day-to-day boorish -day, um, things. Mm -hmm. so, um, that's kind of like my two cents about how to how to disrupt and like what we have been doing with our clients to see disruption happen. I think there's really something to just to tag on to that. I'm definitely not a Gen Zer, <laughs> but my um is like I I think that there's something about true disruption comes from like a place of true vulnerability. Mm -hmm. And I think that's like the, the, where we really try to meet our clients toe to toe is like, we try to get them to show us true vulnerability and even being like, um, maybe not every one of their ideas is the golden idea, or maybe their, their marketing taglines need a little bit of help and they're not perfect. And, um, you know, creating like a trust when we have kind of crazy harebrained ideas that, um, you know, like we think we should do this with PR. And I, I mean, I really think, you know, the DiCarlo um, CES um, award sex toy thing, it's on our website, guys, look it up. Mm -hmm. um, I think that it really, um, like that was a perfect exercise in being vulnerable and trusting each other and trusting your consultant, but trusting the client. I mean, it was just like the perfect marriage of like vulnerability and disruption. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. And, 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 and I think that that's really great. And I think kind of the mindset that we take as well, that I, I think can bleed over into, you know, other companies, other industries, things of that nature is, you know, find a way to do it more for a client than, than anybody else does. Right. And, and making sure you're falling in love with, in love with, with that client and not the, the product or the service, you know, really, um, because, the product or service could change, right? At any given yeah. time, but the, the client's not. Client, clients is going to be the same client they are. Um, so, you know, again, we, I feel, are very lucky. We get to kind of, you know, choose who we work with. And, and I think in turn, you know, that's how our clients feel about us. It's like this very, um, you know, this harmonious um, blending, you know, right? Um, so I think that that, you know, is 
definitely something to be be said for creating innovation and, and keeping that dis- disruption going, right? Because, you know, unless you're constantly, you know, innovating in a way that, you know, customers care about, then, you know, it's, it's not necessarily going to matter. So, yeah, well, it's just like, it, it's like the one thing that really needs to be, again, another overused buzzword, but authentic, yeah. you know, like you yeah. can't fake disruption. No, not at all. You can say it a lot. You can be like, we're a company, but like, that doesn't mean shit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and you know, I think we're seeing that, um, in a lot of spaces. And, and I think that kind of takes us to some of the companies that we like that are, you know, disrupting, um, one of our clients milk run, right. Uh, you know, kind of reading through these articles of, um, how these other companies, you know, are coming in with tech and their big money and, and thinking that they can, you know, make a change and, and be disruptors, but you know, at the end of the day, they've failed and they've closed their doors. And, you know, looking to somebody like Milk Run, who's trying to come in at the base level and and say, you guys have been taking the wrong approach this whole entire time. You know, here's yeah. the understanding that you need to be coming from through true collaboration and through true partnership um, and all the other things yeah. kind of go from there. So I think that that's yeah, they're a good it, example. Yeah. Totally. And I think it's important to kind of like state, you know, like Milk Run, what they're doing is, um, you know, and right now they're uh, hyper local to Portland, but we'll be expanding um, to some other cities on the West Coast this year. But they are taking essentially it's like going online um, and seeing just like a, it's a, what, a market, mm-hmm. an online market of produce, meat and just groceries. And what they're doing is they're going direct to the farmers and makers once you put your order in and then they're handling the whole delivery component. Um, and Julia over there, who's the the CEO and founder, you know, it's a, it's a true startup and they're getting funding and it's going to be like, it's, it's a new way to do something that I feel like other people have tried to do and fail. And, and in, in, in research this week, and I know Megan, um, I think you probably read some of the same articles I did. It's just like, there's so many tech bros out there who are wanting to disrupt food because there is like a true, true need, for an industry like food to be disrupted, but they are not the people to do it. Food, you know, uh, Milk Run definitely is like coming from the position of, you know, Julia and her husband um, have a, a farm, you know, and it's mm-hmm. like they're involved in, uh, are they meat butchers? No, what is it when you, slaughters, right? Where they, it's like where other farms, yeah, take mm-hmm. their stuff to get slaughtered. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's just like, they're coming at it from like a, a true, true knowledge of the ins and outs and the day, the pains, you know, aches and pains that farmers go through. Anyway, it's not to, to dig, dig too deep into milk run, but like, I just think it's like, she's so disruptive and she's kind of picking up the pieces of where other people tried to disrupt and failed before. Right. Yeah. And, and, you know, and I think that that's kind of like this, um, overall you know, idea of like, well, if we just throw more money at it, right. Like then things will change. And it's like, I mean, no, (laughs) totally. Well, it's just like in reading all those articles about different food startups that have gotten just like so many millions of dollars in funding, it made me sick and it failed. 
um, it really just reminded me all over again of the fire festival, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, where it's just like people trying to do something they have no business doing because they have a harebrained idea. Yeah. So, um, uh, and we all know how that ended up. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Netflix. Thank you. Hulu and Netflix. <laughs> yeah. For, uh, giving us those documentaries and lots of, uh, tweets to send out um geez yeah no seriously um but no that that's definitely a perfect you know example um and again coming back to that like collaboration and partnership and who you're working with and and make sure you know making sure that that you know um relationship is transparent and true communication um in order to you know create that um you know innovation and and really leading the the client in a direction of you know um where they need to be with that space um yeah totally and i also think that there's something and um this is just like a thought i've had this week because we've been doing a lot of biz dev and so I've, i've been listening to a lot of people's stories of um you know where pr has gone wrong for them in the past and um i think the thing it's like in a in another, in other ways that we are disruptive, um, not just to talk about us, it's that there's something really beautiful, beautiful and different about how we're approaching PR with our clients, because there seems to be this thing that happens with a lot of these kinds of actually true disruptive founders that we work with and companies that we work with, where they go to other PR agencies and those PR agencies don't listen to them. Mm -hmm. Um, and don't hear them about what their business is or hear them about what you know, they try to tell them what they should do. Um, and you know, we, that is our job is to like guide our clients, but it's like to, to not have a, a pure understanding of what the company does or what the company's goals are, or to not make a founder or, you know, marketing manager feel heard is Mm -hmm. like PR 101. And I feel like one of the things that most agencies neglect. And to bounce off of that too, what's amazing about um, the clients that we do get to pick and choose is that um, the ones who are truly being disruptive, there's an energy. They mm-hmm. emit an energy, and like hearing to somebody like Julia talk about her company and and her passion for her for the industry that she's in, like that ignites a fire, be- and that relationship between um, the client and the agency, like, like that just pulls us closer together. And when she's fired up, we're fired up. And with that, we're just all fired up. We're like kids in a candy, like what, let's put our nose to the ground and do the work. Um, so that's, what's really exciting about, um, being in a disruptive space and with a company like milk run, who's doing some really great innovation. So, um, that's always really fun. Yeah. I, I think that, you know, um, again, this, this theme of collaboration or partnership and, um, y- you know, in any space that you could hope to work with, you know, uh, clients or your, you know, anybody who you want to, in, in any space, right, PR world or not, um, you know, it, it can lead to the emergence of, of new ideas and, and expectations. And that definitely requires, you know, us as PR professionals and, and other people to, you know, yeah, be creative, just as creative and innovative, kind of being bouncing those ideas off of each other. And I think that that's what's great, um, you know, about um, the trust that clients um, give over to their respective, you know, 
PR firms or their other, you know, um, contractors that they work with to pick up the slack in their business, you know, putting their faith and trust, uh, knowing that, you know, this is something, a familiar space we're in, knowing that we're going to guide them down, you know, the right space. Um, I think that's great. And, you know, I, I really like what you said, Jay, you know, about, um, that energy. I think that that's really important. You know, other companies that, um, you know, we like, um, that, that I think carry that same energy, you know, I mean, if we could work with them, we, we write to publications all the time, but auto straddle, you know, um, definitely an outlet that we, um, I can say personally and professionally, um, admire and think that they're, you know, doing things and great things in that space. Um, I just auto straddle is, I mean, I, I have some really like close connections there, um, through my partner and, and friends that I've made. Um, but, um, Reese, the editor in chief and founder, um, she just, it's amazing that she has had auto straddle for 10 years as an independent queer woman's website. Mm-hmm. I think, I think it might just be queer people's website. Like it is, um, they, it is some of the best writing I have ever read <laughs> online. Like it's just, it's, it's amazing. And it often becomes, um, a launch pad for some writers as well too, you know? So it's, I, I think, think that their content is so smart. Their writing team always has these amazing ideas, um, for content. Um, and they just always really seem to have their finger on the pulse. And, um, you know, like I am always constantly in awe of Reese and Linnea and Vanessa over there. Um, they just, um, I, I feel like I don't have enough time in my week to read it as much as I would like to, but it's just like, it's such a, it's such a good example of like what truly disruptive independent online media can look like. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I definitely, agree it's great when you man I wish I had all the time in the world to read all of the the different things because uh my brain would explode but in the best kind of way um yeah I, I I mean I think it's important you know it's really great to have those kind of like allies right um and I think another reason to kind of bring it you know, back is, is why disruption is good for business. That's, you know, that's exactly why, which is, you know, kind of the, the whole, you know, idea behind today's episode is to really question that. Why, why is it good for business? Because, um, since the, you know, market is so saturated, right. With like people saying they're disruptors, but you know, it's these outliers like the milk runs and the auto straddles and the, you know, our girl, Riri Rihanna doing her thing or, um, you know, (laughs) brands like, you know, her, or even another one of our clients, super fit hero, you know, um, that's why, um, disruption is good for business, um, is because when you really connect and, and when you're really that like catalyst for that awesome, you know, idea, um, I don't know. It, it, it can just, it can really make magic. And, um, I think that, um, creating that space for people, um, to be disruptive is, you know, definitely something that I'm all about and, um, looking forward to doing more of that. Um, yeah, yeah I, for I, sure. Yeah. I, I mean, I mean, any other kind of thoughts on, on why, you know, we think, um, 
yeah, on why we think that disruption is good for business. Um, I do think something um, to give like an example of why it's good for business is um, when, when you were talking about our client super fit hero, mm-hmm. like our liner, you know, the most in, uh, size inclusive active wear lifestyle brand like to market. Mm-hmm. Um, reason I feel like they're so successful at, at being disruptive is because they have taken something like leggings and activewear and made an entire community out of it mm-hmm. by connecting people um, from a neglected market. Um, being size inclusive, um, like like disruption, you can say it a lot and not really do anything with it. But Mickey over at Superfit Hero has really created a community around her brand, um, alongside like their social media handles on on Instagram and on Facebook. Like there's People, it's like when I think of the community behind Superfigure, I think of like people who are like just discovering email. <laughs> like they're, they're being quickly, um, they're being connected quickly and they're uh, creating bonds with each other. And that's why they have things grown out of just the activewear. And now they have like the body positive fitness finder where you can find inclusive trainers and gyms um, all over the world and in your, in your area to know that these people aren't going to discriminate based on athletic ability, size, gender identity. So um, why is it good for businesses? Because um, sometimes like Super Fit Hero, you can include a totally neglected um, community and uh, really serve those people um, and be really successful through STEM too. I think as well, um... I think that disruption inspires disruption. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think like whenever you are a true disruptor and especially in business, if you really pioneer and carve a new path for something, that's a new path mm-hmm. that like other people are going to follow or that's going to inspire other ideas or other markets or other audiences. And so I think that, you know, I, I like taking the movie industry, I think is an example of um, an industry that although we've completely been disruptive in how we consume movies, the kind of content we're consuming right now is very, um, we're watching sequels of sequels of remakes of sequels of remakes of sequels. It's like, I think that there's so much space right now to tell new stories. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think maybe that's why Netflix, you know, the Netflix and Hulu's and all this original content is like actually starting to come up. But then again, like Charmed is back on TV. So like, I don't know. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, So is Roswell. Um, So is, yeah, uh, all the things, right? Totally. Like um, recently for the Oscars, I saw that like a short documentary that had won an Oscar and it was like a short doc on menstruation. Mm. Yeah. So like, that you're carving a lane for people and like those people are taking the path and now they're all being like lifted. So like stuff like that being disrupt disruptive, like an Oscar for menstruation. Like I mean like well how Bravo. awesome, you know, like in uh menstruation is like something like I just saw there was something called period con. Like what mm-hmm. a disruptive conference. Mm-hmm. You know, like it it doesn't be something you're not you don't have to invent the wheel. Like People have been getting their periods for forever. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> this is true. As far as I know. <laughs> yeah, as far as I know, it's it's kind of where babies come from. Yeah. Um, but uh yeah, <laughs> tangent city over here. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I think disruption spurs disruption and like, you know, you in innovation, like true innovation. Yeah. I also have like this kind of thought that's like rumbling around in my head, hashtag what, what have you, um, is that like, I think true disruption, there's like this saying, or I'm coming up with the saying where it's like, hashtag keep it hot. Like is mm. something disruptive or like if you want to keep being disruptive or want your company to stay on mission of being disruptive, like keep it hot, like push it to its edges. Like, how can we do what we're doing in the most like innovative way possible? Or like that keeps us completely on this crazy, you know, path that we first were inspired to start this company, like keep it hot. Yeah, no. Yeah. Kind of like kind of circling back a little bit, like, unless you're constantly innovating and really innovating in a way that the customer cares about, you're just like, you're going to be, you know, in the dust, like way back there. And, and yeah, I, I think that's, you know, by anticipating, you know, the needs kind of talking about, you know, the companies that we're disrupting by anticipating, you know, the needs and the changing needs of, of your, of your customers, um, you know, I, that's innovation and, and disruption is just going to happen. Um, but, but keeping yeah. that at, at the forefront of, you know, you can't just say like, I want to be disruptive because it has to come from a place of true, um, you know, you, you want to make a true change um, and really, you know, honing in um, kind of like you were talking about, Jay, on that specific community and, and really um, cultivating that community and making it, you know, really special. And that's that's when that's when the, the good stuff happens. I think it's so funny. um you know, in this crazy digital world we live in, how really it all comes back to word of mouth and community. And, and those are the true building blocks for, you know, for what make, um, I think, great, you know, great companies like, you know, social media and, and marketing and things like that are, are just the tools. But if you don't have, you know, that that great base, then, you know, there's yeah. No, no point. Really. Well, too, it's like, like disruption is more than just like, um, a pretty UI, mm -hmm. you know, like a user interface. Um, I feel like there was a, um, a company, which I will not name <laughs> that mm -hmm. we talked to a while ago was, um, like a secure messaging app that was already available on the market, but they were relaunching with a new UI. Um, and it's not one that like we, any of us have ever heard of. And I was like, well, what's disruptive about you compared to all the other secure messaging apps are like, oh, but we have this new UI. That's the, that's what's disruptive about it. And I'm like, this isn't going to be a good fit. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, mm, thanks, but no thanks. Thank you so much for your email. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We appreciate you. Um, but there's a, yeah. a strong misunderstanding of what, what we're working on here. <laughs> Um, not at all. And, and that's, you know, I think to kind of bring it full circle is, you know, that's what it comes, comes down to is that, that first initial, you know, are you guys going to blend well together? Are the people you bring onto your team, whether that's, you know, a PR firm or, um, you know, anybody else is, is, is this really like a true partnership to, because that's the only way that, um, disruption is going to be good for, for your business. If, if you've, if you've got those fellow rebel rousers, um, who are just as passionate <laughs> about, about that as, of, of, you know, of changing things, um, as you are breaking down those walls. So, um, I think that that kind of, um, kind of says it all. 
Yeah. Uh, I yeah, want I sure. I want to um thank my wonderful rebellious team for putting up with um the crazy <laughs> dogs. Yeah over here um and yeah you guys um we are going to be talking about disruption all this season um we're going to have another episode coming at you um in just a couple of weeks um where we dig further into the subject um and you know kind of break that down we've got a lot of good stuff coming for you so Go over to our SoundCloud. Listen, um, Rebellious PR is where you can find us on SoundCloud. You can also download us um, wherever you get your pods. Um, And like I said, follow our crazy adventures on Twitter and IG and check us out. Bye. And scene. (laughs) 